my classic way of starting the show. Hello, welcome to So What Do You Do, a podcast where we talk to people in different jobs to find out the different ways there are to make money. I am one of your hosts, Jen, and we've got Joyce Hi. over that's Joyce. Um, and you know what, folks? We had some technical difficulties with recording. So we instead of our utterly charming intro where we then hard segue into our guest. Hard, hard segue. Hard, hard segue. You know what? What's what's harder than the segue of just not doing that and saying, <laughs> welcome to the show, poor Paul. <laughs> Hi there. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Poor Paul. Why don't you just introduce yourself and what you do? Hi, I'm Poor Paul Mary Yoggard. I am a restaurant owner. Uh, my family and I, we own a Thai House Express on Castro 19th Street. I was born and raised in San Francisco. We opened up a few restaurants here and there, and then we ended up with one. Um, but our first location was on Knowing Henry Street. Second one was on 9th and Irving. And then third one was Market and 15th. And am I missing one? Fourth one was on Gary and Larkin. And fifth one is Valencia and 16th Street. So five and, total? Oh, sorry. Uh, Castro, Castro and 19th first. How many is that total? We have six total. Dang. So we had six. I mean, the most that we had at one time was three. So you're 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 a restaurateur. Yes. Yep. Yep. Precisely. Is that what the qualifying factor is for a restaurateur? Is that there has to be multiple restaurants? I mean, it's it's better, Jen, because you know, um, of course, more streams of income. Yeah, restaurants all about kind of cash flow, right? But it's the the thing about it is that the more the more the more the more restaurants, the more headaches, of course. <laughs> Cuz running running just one restaurant is not easy already. My I don't know how my mom and dad did it for for like 30 years, but yeah, they're like they've been retired. They've been retired for a long time already and I've just kind of been taking over the helm tell us tell us more about those headaches because i don't know that we're that familiar like we could probably like guess but i'm like curious like what are like the 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 challenges of like day-to-day running a restaurant yeah i mean i guess we'll start off with produce i guess you know um sometimes there's problems with produce like not coming in on time or they're missing something and you know it's just like a bunch of little things like customer complaints, health inspectors coming in. That's some sometimes really stressful. And then health inspection laws, they actually, I mean, or uh, requirements, they actually change over time all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we've always had to kind of keep up with the training, um, having to go to basically uh, school for maybe once every five years or so Mm. to go back and and then kind of uh keep with the updates that are going on with the new changes and everything i think just being able to just to 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 be in the city is 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 tough because there's so many 
there's so many restaurants and there's a lot of Thai restaurants. Mm-hmm. When my when my parents first started, there were like only about maybe twenty something Thai restaurants, mm-hmm. and then. I mean, I think about 10 years ago, it was like the maximum was at like 150 something. What? Oh my God. And so, yeah. Oh my God. And so it's just like everybody's just fighting over each other. <laughs> are and there, um, I'm curious, are there zoning laws where if someone wanted to open up a Thai restaurant nearby where you are, are there ordinances in place that pr- like protect you guys from having competition pop up too close? Absolutely not. No. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> There's only 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 ordinances with um bars. Oh, interesting. Oh. I say. Yeah. Yeah, bars and then of course dispensaries, right? That you can't you have to be 40 feet in a 40 feet radius away from schools and um religious buildings interesting i didn't know that huh yeah that so like um, two doors down from you someone could open up a thai restaurant and you wouldn't have any recourse yeah but it's like but there's there's some there's some sort of respect between um thai restaurant owners in that sense mm, yeah is that like a community like that you you kind of know each other yeah there is Yes, mm-hmm. everybody kind of knows each other in a way. Mm-hmm. So if yeah, um, like we're we're good friends with like Farmhouse, you know, Marnie Thai, mm-hmm. um, the really 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 famous restaurants, all the Thai restaurants basically around the city. We we pretty much we're we're if we're not if we're not friends, then we're kind of acquaintances. So there's there's a sort of respect like, hey, you know, we're opening up here. You don't want to open up next to us because it's like, you know, we're just kind of battling against each mm-hmm. other instead of kind of helping each other out, right? So, but sometimes it's it's just so hard because there's so many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when, like, say for example, our old employees they want to open up their own and. They happened to open up one that was two blocks away, mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes you just you just don't have a choice. If if the opportunity comes, then you you just have to take it. So then, for maybe people who are like curious about like possibly opening their own restaurant, um, what mm-hmm. can you talk us through? Like what goes into like the setup and um, basically everything that leads up to that like opening day. Oh, yes. So uh, one thing that everybody, maybe about 85 to 90% of people have is going over budget, especially in the first few months, of course, because you have to like, you you can never be 100% prepared for what's what's gonna come in. Um, Customers, you might have like stuff that's missing inside the kitchen or outside, you have to being being an owner you have to run around like everywhere for the first couple months just just really just buying stuff to kind of fill in for the things that you're missing and also one of uh san francisco is really known for having really strict uh building inspections Mm -hmm. Mm. and so everything has to be according to code right so ada um uh like Let's say for a kitchen, for example, um, you have to have a certain amount of uh, working space Mm. now. 
um some restaurants like the old restaurants they get grandfathered in so they don't they don't have to oh um but newer restaurants now um let's say for ada for handicaps you have to kind of have a button that you press from outside that would open up the door Mm. that's that's one of the requirements now um you have to have you can't have stairs going up to the bathrooms Hmm. you have to kind of have like an on-ramp that you know leads to the bathroom so so now most restaurants are just like you know just kind of one floor Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. it's just easy access you know you know so because there um i don't know if you remembered but maybe around 10 years ago there was this lady that was uh she was in a wheelchair but she was basically going around to like 70 80 70 to 100 different restaurants and basically sued a lot of them for for not being up to code Mm. did girl get her payday she did but then but then but then court found out that she was just like doing this as a business and then they basically (laughs) i don't know what they did with her but yeah but restaurants you know it's 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 tough because you have to once the judge orders that you have to fix it you're gonna spend like a couple like like maybe sometimes like fifty to a hundred thousand dollars just to to put a ramp in or like take out the stairs or having having to build it different having to build the entrance or the entrance to the bathroom differently Hmm. and sometimes those old buildings you're just like oh man you can't really do that yeah it's so interesting to me because we're we're talking about the restaurant and you can already tell that so much about it is not even about the making of the food right just yet it's like there's so many other things that you have to be aware of and i'm curious because you know you'd said that this is a family-owned business so you had grown up in it but are there resources for people that if they wanted to open up a restaurant to actually learn what it is that they have to be responsible for because i could see that as being really daunting right is uh building inspector comes in says you're not doing this right and you're reacting and it's just it's really hard to focus on the business with all that yeah um it's usually there's usually not i don't (laughs) think anybody has (laughs) there's no school for it there's no nothing i mean the only way it's like you talk to your fellow restaurant tiers like you 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 talk to business owners Mm -hmm. you talk to like you know how they how they how they did it and what made them successful and i guess i don't you just have to kind of go through the hurdles yourself yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and then if if there's like friends that want to open up a business they you know they always i mean first thing is they would want to consult with me first um i have a couple friends that wanted to open up one but decided not to (laughs) you mean you mean after what you said Yeah, maybe after what I'm, yeah, what 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 I told You're telling them. Telling the truth. Yeah, I'm, tell, I'm telling it. you right now. Don't do it. <laughs> I always start off with that. It's 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 always it's it's not easy. It's never easy, and it's always gonna be a struggle. It just you just have to always be willing to put in the work. Constantly. Do you feel like? Because now I'm thinking, like, do you feel like TV and movies romanticize running 
a restaurant. Like which which ones are you? To, which movies are you th- talking about? You think? Yeah, like I'm are thinking of like Chef and like Chef. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's uh, well, I, I love Chef, but I I'm, love Chef too. It just it. I, I feel like with all of these, um, or like Bear. Oh, did you see the Bear? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't finish watching it though, but I really liked it. It's it's good. I guess like that's, what I'm. That's, I think. Sorry, that actually, ahead, now that ahead. I'm thinking about it, actually might sound more to what you're talking about, where it's the struggle. That's a that really way. good representation of, um, yeah, of an, a, just a grinding out restaurant. That's yeah. Just, yeah. Wait, wait, tell me, tell me that's, about this because I like I don't watch movies right now, so <laughs> so I'm curious. Like, what, what, what's like? What would you say is like a true representation? Like, what happens that makes it feel more true? Um. I personally, I mean, like, I've, I've never had people, like, 50 people waiting in front. So, basically, mm. Bear's, like, this, like, what is it, like, uh, kind of like a pastrami sandwich spot, was it, Jen? Oh, yeah, an Italian beef uh, okay. Chicago mm-hmm, place, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then right before they opened up, they had, like, hundreds of people basically lining out the door, just trying to get in and... and the owners the owner and chef he's just like he's he's just how can you explain i'm not really good at explaining movies here he's well yeah so he's um he was like a high-end chef and then his brother died who ran the restaurant so he takes over and so he's actually running like a tighter ship in terms of like how the chefs work Mm -hmm. um and then but then, like, for instance, like, there's one time where he turns on, like, online orders. Mm-hmm. And when they come in, there's just this lot. Like, they cannot keep mm-hmm. up with the amount of orders mm-hmm. that they're getting. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, the mm-hmm. logistics, I would say, behind it. And so he's having to balance his classical training with running, like, a sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's just, he's just, like all over the place right he's he's yelling at his he's yelling at his employees he's like stressing the hell out he doesn't know what to do on the next day he's just trying to do day by day shifts just trying to get by um to please everyone and to make sure you know what his brother left was like in good hands and um that's yeah i mean that's what you know i'm kind of doing like I'm kind of steering the ship. I'm not cooking in the, I'm not cooking, but I'm kind of managing and making sure, you know, everyone's doing okay. We're lucky that our, you know, we have people that we can trust. Our chef's been with us for over 30 years, like Mm. on average. Um, So they're, they're getting up there in age, uh, like average age is probably around 62. Mm, Wow. And, yeah, for for, so, for chefs, you're saying? Yeah, for for my chefs right uh-huh. now, they're currently over there. They, they one of them's been there since the first restaurant on on uh, Knowing Henry Street on the corner. Oh wow! So so then, like like what? How would you describe like your normal week? Um, if I'm not working there, if I'm not working there as basically a waiter, I'm ju- I'm just buying i'm buying produce um going to costco doing just the back-end stuff mostly do you like are there working hours would you say like or is it all over the place no, in terms of when you're working? it's kind of all over the place 
Yeah. And are you like, like, especially from the managerial perspective, like what are the kind mm -hmm. of incidents in which like you have to like drop everything and like go? When? Like, does that happen a lot I, or is it like? It, it, not, not, not too often. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, luckily our chefs know how to kind of fix certain things. But not not when it's like a walk-in fridge or walk-in freezer or, or any of the really really kind of uh, high-tech electrical kind of stuff that you you need to hire somebody to do. Mm -hmm. um, my dad actually was an electrical engineer, um, so he was able to fix a lot of those things back in the days, and he's just very useful. And then my mom basically kind of just oversees everything operations daily operations um and does all the paperwork and stuff like that um so they were they were a really good team um as far as for me i'm just kind of just doing whatever that needs to be done mm -hmm. uh, i can do a little bit of everything mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> i guess well i mean you grew up with it it sounds yeah. like you were exposed to all the sides of the business just throughout your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I think what my, what my, my, my mom is mom's side of the family is kind of blessed is that they have a really good tongue. So they are able to taste like really good things and, so whenever we go to restaurants, we'd have really high expectations. Mm. Um, it sounds like a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing and a curse, yeah. But mostly a blessing because yeah, it's one of the reasons why I guess we're able to <laughs> stay in the restaurant business for so long. Mm. It's like, yeah, if the food's not up to par, then I just, you know, I just have to tell the chefs, I have to be honest with them, like, hey, um, this is not working out. Uh, we need to change certain things. And do you feel like because you've been doing like because you've seen especially like Thai restaurants in a specific locale for across so many years, do you feel like that cuisine and that taste level changes over time? I think so, Joyce. Um, a lot more people now are very familiar with Thai food. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's been around for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. And people in America are like, hey, I've been in Thailand before. Like, this doesn't taste authentic mm -hmm. or this doesn't taste like this over there. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, now it's, now it's even, the competition's even, even more tough because yeah. now customers, they actually know what the flavor should be like. Mm -hmm. And like, they have certain expectations too, mm -hmm. right? And so... Yeah, it it has it definitely has changed for sure. Mm. Back then, it's just like, oh, you know, that's good. Yeah, all right. And then I'll know, have the pad thai, please. Yeah, oh the my pad God, thai. I love pad thai. <laughs> I freaking love pad thai. Even though pad thai is still selling selling the best, but yeah, it's yeah, but you know, customers they've they've had millions of pad thais in the city. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So. I, I don't know if you're familiar. I because uh, I, I live in Los Angeles and I used to live uh, right down the street from Thai Town. Oh yeah, and uh -huh. so like Hollywood Thai and all all mm -hmm. of those classics. And the thing about Thai food that I think is so uh, extraordinary is 
you, you, there's always something safe to get that you're going to like, but every time you branch out a little bit more, you're like, oh, wow, that's good too. Like mm-hmm. I uh, started getting LARB mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh yeah, LARB is so good. It's so like, like, but I, I it's, I don't know. It's just, it's such a fascinating cuisine because I do think that uh, there's safe stuff, but you can also branch out and. I'm really not going anywhere with this other than saying I think talking about all this stuff is making me I know, hungry. I know. I know. Me too. Uh, <laughs> and also because like like I knew that that Purple, you were associated with Thai House Express, but I didn't know House of Thai was also through your family too because I used to like mm-hmm. – dude, I used to like Uber Eats from Thai House – or no, not Thai House Express, House of Thai like all the time when I was in the city. And it's like mm-hmm, making mm-hmm. me think of all the Thai food, and I'm also getting hungry too, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing I ate dinner. Already. I know, right? I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I had garbage dinner. It, was, it wasn't good at all, and now I'm like mad. <laughs> we should have gotten Jen, have you food, been, man. <laughs> I know, uh, Jen. Have you been to Sayam uh, uh, on Sunset? Yes, 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 I have. I know it's cash only, but they're old school, super yeah. old school. I yeah. I was just on Sunset, and I, I, I feel like I like recognized it as I drove by it today. Like, oh, because I, I think that they might have moved to another lo- a new location, but I could just yeah. be making that up. I mean, it's, no. yeah. <laughs> it's in the hotel. Well, it's, it's connected oh. to a hotel. Oh, no, then I'm I haven't talking been about, there. I'm talking about the just like broken awning and just like ripped up awning and everything their their signs all like maybe i haven't okay it's really old school they haven't changed a single thing in like 40 plus years wow okay but they're cash only so it's it's just like kind of just very kind old of school a, like, little hole in the wall um so, so something that's striking me about us chatting and i'm wondering if this is like and maybe you wouldn't know if this is the case but there's been a couple of times where it feels like community among restaurant owners and, you know, you have it with your family too, since, you know, your parents had their um, restaurants and you're running them and your cousins are running them, but there's this community aspect of, you know, the other people running the, like, honestly, the competition. So can you talk to me a little bit about what the community of, like the other people that are running restaurants similar to your own, like what kind of role that plays in your day to day and how you run and how you run your business? Um, I mean, I think what it is that everybody has, every business has to find their own identity. Right. Um, so I think it's, it's not every restaurant has they i mean it's a similar menu but it's also very different mm-hmm. and like with thai food it's just kind of just all over the spectrum right you i mean there's so many there's so many ways just be, like you were talking about larb right there's so many ways so many different ways to make larb um and some people do it differently like they don't put mint or they don't put rice powder or whatnot but they put you know red onions or green onions so it's just every restaurant does it differently but i think what what separates now more so is is i think presentation has a lot to do with it 
that's Instagramability why, of it all. Instagram. Mm. Let's uh, look at Farmhouse. Farmhouse yeah. just opened up their LA location. Uh, Simu from uh, what's this? From Shang Chi. He went over there and he's and he was taking pictures with the owner. Um, they also had a tent over in um, Coachella for two weeks, and I visited them over there. Uh, Whoa! Wait, did you go to Coachella? I went. I went with my mom and dad this time. Dang. Wait, your this mom is, and dad? This my fourth, your mom and dad? This is my fourth time. Wow, yeah. that's so cool. So my, I just my. Well, I mean, I mean, they were like, yeah, we we want to we want to go. I was like, okay, then we're getting tickets. We were actually in Thailand when I grabbed these tickets, <laughs> and um, yeah, we went to go see Blackpink and. <gasps> I heard that was so good. Blackpink was great. They were they're pretty good. Oh my gosh, um, uh, that's so funny. My mom got to see Jackson Wang though, and uh, Ciara came out for Jackson Wang. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, and that was kind of a surprise one. We just I I didn't get to see them, but um. Wow, your parents your are parents very cool. Honestly, sound cool. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, they're they're pretty hip. <laughs> they're she sheen all over the place. She she yeah she. <laughs> Everybody was giving giving us high fives, and they were like, "Your parents are so cool." They're, They're probably everyone's favorite. Yeah, that's so sweet. <laughs> oh my goodness! I didn't see a lot of uh, parents with like kind of older, because I'm 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 38 already. I'm, so my mom and dad are almost close to 70. <laughs> Dang! Oh man, cool. They're but so they, cool. They're always young at heart. Oh my goodness. So are they are they still involved in the the business side of things or are they like nah you got it son? Basically, but I mean my mom kind of just does the checks and balances at home, yeah. and my dad's just chilling. No, they're they're not really involved. Nice. It sounds like it's a well earned retirement though. Uh, it's totally yeah. They 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 put in so much work, um, for such a long time, and um. Yeah, I mean, they they left me with, you know, they they built a foundation and Mm. built something great, and they left me with this. And now my responsibility is to to keep it going and also to preserve it and also to hopefully, well, I want to start another restaurant, Mm. but Mm -hmm. not sure what that's going to be yet. Um, We're still... We're still looking in. I still need to find my own identity first, too, as well. So, mm. yeah. But you know how the chicken and rice thing is getting kind of famous, right? Yeah. What? The Hainanese chicken and rice. Mm-hmm. It's like the garlic and uh, ginger mm. rice with uh, with white meat chicken. And then they have this, like, uh, kind of this ginger sauce. Mm-hmm. This we can't ginger keep black, talking about food. This is sauce. driving me nuts. That sounds so good. Wait, Purple, I, I have a question about, about like just like getting into the restaurant business. Like I always yeah. thought that like the people who open restaurants are the people who are good cooks. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I they it it is true in a sense that, you know, um, Usually, when they first open up restaurants, the owners are usually in the kitchen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're they're in there all the time. And if you want to maintain that quality, you know, that's that's the best way to do it. If the I owners see. in the kitchen, you know, the quality is going to be good regardless, right? Mm-hmm. Like day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you know, like for example, I'm not, you know, I'm not there. I'm not in the kitchen cooking, so 
I'm not at the restaurant right now, so who knows what can kind of go on <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> so we kind of just instilled, I, I instilled trust for, you know, into, into our chefs for, I mean, the, our family has instilled trust to them for a very, very long time. Right. And we've been lucky. So like, we don't have to be there all the time. Because yeah. usually if, if you're in the kitchen, if the owners are in the kitchen, they're usually, they usually can't go anywhere. Mm, I see. Yeah. You I know? See. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you, you, it's, it's, yeah, it depends on what you want to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, do you want to have time and freedom to do what you, what you like doing you know, with your hobbies and, you know, your time off or do you enjoy, making a lot of money and kind of being stuck in the restaurant. <laughs> and then you save your money because you have nowhere else to go. Because yeah, you're yeah. not spending yeah, yeah, it on yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, now I'm so curious about this because like being an owner of a restaurant um, or a restaurateur, yeah. what is the and I'm always curious about what people's money situation is like, do you have a set salary or is it like of at the end of the month, however you guys do, you take a cut of that. What's the, what's the setup on how you get paid Mm -hmm. as the owner? Great question, uh, Jen. I mean, it really depends on, so for me, it's a family pot. Mm. I'm here. What does that mean? (laughs) <laughs> exactly that sounds, like more, exactly that sounds like more food and i'm hungry so i'm thinking it's another dish so it, it means pot? it's 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 just it's a shared it's a basically a shared pot where it's just like you know we use we use that stuff to pay the bills we um and pay for whatever expenses anybody needs basically me, my mom, and my dad, we both, we all, um, we all can just use it for whatever. So, so Coachella tickets, Coachella mm-hmm, tickets, mm-hmm. Okay. essentials. So, how does Thailand. okay? I'm not, I don't mean to drill in on this, but that makes it feel so stressful of like, oh, should I like this is coming out of everyone's money? So, should I do this thing, or is that just something that you get used to? Like, how do you, do you just get used to it? Yeah. yeah, I think it's just like, yeah, after a while, you just kind of just. And is it pretty stable? It, yeah, I mean, it, yes, it's, it's it's pretty stable. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Because um, our restaurant's okay. We're we're doing all right. Um, we have we get like I think maybe eighty percent takeout now. Oh wow! Mm. But but you know DoorDash and Uber Eats and and Caviar and all those yeah. delivery companies they they take out like thirty percent. Thirty. Thirty percent. Oh wait, this is yeah. I don't, I don't know if the general population knows that. But. I was wondering about this because sometimes I'll see yeah. like massive markups, like in the restaurant, it's like maybe $20 a dish. And then on like the ordering sites, it's like 35 or $40. And, and I'll Whoa, also see restaurants really? be like, please order on our website or call us. Don't do DoorDash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. We don't do that, but yeah, we have our own website, but we don't, we don't, you know, I mean, if customers ask, then we tell them, but usually, yeah, they, they don't really know that. I mean, so like when they, you you know, when they're paying for fees, like, yeah. like DoorDash fees, that's actually might be coming out of our pocket. 
Wait, your pocket? You know. Yeah. Interesting. It's part of the 30% that we're paying. Oh. Okay. Or this is a DoorDash Slander up. podcast now. <laughs> uh, even if DoorDash wanted to do an ad with us, we won't take their sponsorship. Because <laughs> oh, no. they're, they're trash. Us. They're just us. They're trash and they're bad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, I was going to ask, like, like, is there a benefit for, like, for restaurants to... Well, I mean, the... I mean, the benefit is volume and, and consistency, right? Like, we're always going to be, we're always going to be getting orders from them, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? I mean, it's a marketing channel, right? Yeah, yeah. And especially, especially a four, like a four mile radius, like, right. we're in the middle, we're in the middle of the city, so we can all, you know, we can go from the Castro to the sunset. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of convenient for for us to to have. Well, and then you don't have to like like officially employ your own drivers for delivery and stuff, right? Yeah, um, yeah, we don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the more the more you give up, the 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 bigger the radius of the of your delivery mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is, like mm-hmm. the distance. Yeah. Interesting. So it's. Yeah, it's like it's like Yelp back then, like Yelp. You Fucking know. hate Yelp. <laughs> Don't, I even started. Started. Don't even get started. Don't even get My hey, you pay a thousand dollars and you're on the top of the page. It's you know? the mafia. They take off the bad. Yeah, it's it's poor Paul. They're, I, they're the real extortions. I used to do uh, customer experience at this one company, and we it was my first time having to deal with Yelp, and it drove me bonkers. This one woman. <laughs> called um one of our employees fat lazy and ugly and and i was and yelp wouldn't take it down i'm like this is insane i hate yelp Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. well i mean you can take it down if you pay more money to them exactly it is the mafia they're like it wouldn't it be a shame if your business uh kept this review up you're like and then, and then, if people leave good reviews, they take them down because they think that you're yeah. soliciting them. It yep. is a racket. If you're listening to this podcast and you use Yelp, you are a bad person. <laughs> look in the look in the mirror and tell yourself you can do better. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> oh man, there's this is actually this uh, this lady. I think I think she's like a Yelp elite. She she basically goes. Through- all the restaurants she's still doing and she's been doing it for like probably over 10 years but she basically goes to every restaurant that opens up in san francisco and then she basically writes a review so like she's highly regarded as like one of the the food critics um for you think she's fair though or is she I mean, in a is way, she the, is she the wheelchair lady, and she just pivoted yeah. um, to, <laughs> to new to new endeavors? That's a good one. <laughs> Let's start that room. Uh, okay, wait. I yeah. I'm so curious about this um, okay. because you know you got into this because it was a family business, and yeah. I'm wondering for you, mm-hmm. was there ever a point where you knew, okay, yeah, I'm going to follow along with this? Or was there any stress for you uh, coming up to the point where you were going to have to make a decision on your career? Like, were like, how did you know you were going to carry on and continue to do this? 
Um, I don't know. I just, I just felt like it's, it's, it's a good business. Like it's been feeding my family pretty well for a very long time. And, you know, like we were able to, we were able to, you know, buy a building on Valencia and 16th from it, buy like some condos over in Thailand um also it's also supporting oh oh my my parents were also able to buy a house in 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 the city and you know we've we've had it for since 96 and it's just like it's it's a it's a good business so i i i've you know i have i have no complaints about it so no complaints about taking over because it's just, I don't know. It's it's been good to our family. For was it kind of time. a given that you were going to carry on with it, or was almost there yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I worked as a butler at the Fairmont in Garadelli Square for for like Ooh. almost a year, and that was another that was that was my second job. And then I'm also now I'm also a real estate investor too as well. Um, oh, question about that though the. If like the the business is so like is like a pretty good business, like why do you think that like why why is it so difficult for like other people to kind of like get into? And, and basically, I, I guess like what I'm asking is like earlier you were t- you were talking to like your friends who are interested in doing this, and then they are like very discouraged by it. Is it just like a really high upfront cost? Like like where where do yeah. where do things go wrong? Um, it's everything. Um, I mean, (laughs) like, uh, it's very time consuming. Um, and plus when you're, when you're new to the business, you're, you kind of feel like you're alone. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. you have to do everything yourself, Yeah. you know? And if you don't have people that are working, you know, if you have new people that are working with you who haven't worked with you before, you know, you're, you're going to butt heads. Right. You're going to, you know, you're, there's going to be a lot of problems. So, so it's, it's good to know people that are in the industry mm-hmm. that you can maybe start off the business with. Right. Um, but get this. Oh, I just found this, um, this type of uh, partnership basically um, who is very successful. Oh, the owner of farmhouse is doing this type of partnership. It's, it's called, the, it's like 51%, 49%, right? 51% basically goes to the person that's give, uh, that's basically, um, runs the business, runs the business, uh, puts in the money, um, the idea, mm-hmm. everything behind it, and the forty nine percent is is the person that does it daily day to day operations. Mm-hmm. That basically that's the manager, mm-hmm. um, the on site owner, and everything. So that's why farmhouse is able to expand so fast. Oh, like um, to L A. and stuff. To L A. Yeah. to Portland, they're like other. He, they're, they're all over and then also the owner of sweet maple oh yeah um and kitchen story oh yeah 
Oh my gosh. And and Surus, he owns Surison too, uh-huh, and uh-huh. the Jones Cafe. His, but his first one is the Jones Cafe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, on Jones. It's like in the Tenderloin. Right, right, right. That was his very, very first one. And he still says that that one's like the most successful one. It's this is a really, really small cafe that's like a 15, 15 to 20 seater. And wow. it's just. It's just it's just high cash flow. Interesting. Um, but he's a sole owner of that one, and he basically he says that that one's like one of the well, that one and Sweet Maple are the most profitable ones because Sweet Maple you can fit like a hundred people in there. Yeah, and like and there's always lines outside. for Sweet Maple. Yeah. 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 So they're they're you know they're known for their millionaire bacon. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait. So so like. For for someone who is like starting from scratch, like how like how much does it cost to actually get started? And can you like get a business like a bank loan or like would that be a direction that most people have to take? Yeah, a bank loan uh, would work um, because if if you know the so seventy percent of restaurants fail between two to three years, mm-hmm. right? But if you mm. can get past that, that it pays off the bank loans really fast because the cash flow comes in pretty, pretty quickly. Mm. You know, like say bank loan would you know, it would be like what ten percent, eleven percent, ten to fifteen percent, or whatever. Mm. Um, you usually have to. You usually need if you're starting from scratch and you find a place, you have to pay if if you don't have to buy the business. Let's say if you're leasing out, right? So rent, rent first month would probably be between three hundred thousand to five hundred thousand dollars. Wait for a in month. Terms of getting the, no, 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 no. For for sorry, like starting for, capital. For starting starting capital. Okay, got it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's still a lot. It's, and I mean, how long would that last you? Like a year or so. Oh, that's 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 getting the business started up and basically. You're you're good for for basically for the rest of the time being, and then then you start paying back. Yeah, the, the interest. Yeah. So you're saying three hundred thousand to five hundred thousand for like all costs. For all costs. Okay. And and I'm talking about a small to medium sized restaurant. Right, right, right. Like let's say like maybe like a ten seater to. About maybe a, a, let's say eight hundred square to seventeen hundred square feet. Interesting. Wow. So. Sorry, John, I interrupted you. And oh no no no! It, I, I on the um like going to the bank to get a loan. Yeah. What what do you need to present to them to have them grant you a loan? Oh. Um. Well. I've we've never actually taken a loan from the bank before, Dang. but I'm guessing because we 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 had uh, we brought money from our families mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> from our yeah, mom sorry, and dad yeah, side yeah. of the family from Thailand, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but it took us a long time to pay him back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> Better Anyways, them than uh, a bank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they 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 didn't really charge too much interest to, mm-hmm. um, which we were lucky to have. Uh, but I think they need to see, of course, credit first, right? Mm-hmm. Your your mm-hmm. credit score. 
um, they need to see that they need to see that maybe if you're a first time business owner, um, maybe your previous jobs, mm-hmm. I'm actually not sure. I'm curious if you, if you had the opportunity to invest in like restaurants, right? Like, especially because of your expertise, yeah. let's say like, there's a, like a ton of people like around you who are like, Porvel, we want you to invest and give us money for our restaurant. Like, what would what would give you confidence in like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like this person has it. Like this person will totally do well, or like this idea is really good. Um, or like like what would give you confidence that you would get your money back? Um... Shark Tank. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um they have to have some like some experience in the restaurant business prior Mm -hmm. or being great chefs or Mm -hmm. I don't like they have to have some type of uh pedigree in the restaurant business for at least like five to ten years Mm -hmm. Mm um and yeah I mean just experience and them maybe opening up restaurants before or you know like they have to have some sort of um pedigree for sure mm-hmm. um other than that i yeah just just their work ethic of course mm-hmm. um knowing that you know that we're not going to be putting in the manual labor ourselves right so being an investor you have to be able to do your due diligence and homework yourself and make sure that, you know, you're choosing the right person for, for the job Mm -hmm. because a lot of money is on the line. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So definitely due diligence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And make sure they're not fake, I guess. That's, that's, that's there's pretty so easy, many right? con artists out there that like probably always but like they're they're getting their spotlight right now mm-hmm. yeah but they're it's with the restaurant though it's very hard to do mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't be yeah. a con artist in the, in the restaurant industry i feel like you'd you know you'd have to you have to prove a lot before you before you get into business with somebody mm-hmm. and correct me if i'm wrong but my understanding with restaurants is that the uh, profit margin is not that great. So it's, it's not like, that great right now. And so it's, I mean, I'm imagining with inflation with yeah. the yeah. produce and whatnot, yeah. like, I mean, that's, that feels too stressful to bother with a con, honestly, if I was a con <laughs> artist, which I'm, which I'm not, which I'm not, I am not. Um, But I mean, what, how do you, how do you go about, like figuring out what the unit economics are so you're not at a loss. Um oh, it, it's this one's tough, Jen, because you know, you're working with diminishing returns, right? Mm-hmm. Like I it's just like diminishing goods, I guess. Like you're it's always circulating. Um but I guess you have to figure out the in- the increases in everything that goes on like electricity mm. electricity bills mm-hmm. have been crazy high like really we used to pay we used to pay 2500 a month because we have a walk-in freezer a walk-in fridge 
and we also have um like a couple fridges up top too for the kitchen one for the drinks another one for food too up top and the freezer too as well um and uh so it's a high volume and then the hood too of course that we turn on it's mm. it's a 20 it's like a 25 feet hood so it's 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 very long and it uses up a lot of energy and now we're paying so before inflation we're, we were paying 2500 now we're paying like 35 36 wow for electricity for, per, electricity for one location alone yes wow holy moly that I mean, I, I understand why you talked to your friends and they were like, no, I'm out. <laughs> like, I want to be out just because of how much electricity. it costs for electricity. Like, I mean, wait, uh, uh, that makes me wonder because uh, you seem like a chill guy. I feel like it sounds so hard to be chill and not constantly stressed out, worrying about the next catastrophe or thing. Like, how do you manage your mental health and just your <laughs> uh, your work life balance, as you will? Like. How do you deal with that? At a certain point, you just have to just accept the way things are outside that you can't control. I feel like you can't raise up the prices too high, right? Because then old customers are going to be like, hey, you raised up the prices. I'm not going to come back here anymore. Mm -hmm. And so you can't, you know, you have to kind of just like, be able to just kind of stay in that stay in that good zone mm -hmm. of like not too high and not too low mm -hmm. um, because I'm always like checking like other Thai restaurants around the city to see how much mm. they're charging for their stuff too as well so I'm I'm doing my own kind of due diligence in that um, but you know you got to base it on location you have to base it on just just a lot of things like uh, so you know like that you know you remember when import costs were like mm -hmm. uh, maybe like let's say six months ago mm -hmm. it was off the roof like because of the boats that were not mm -hmm. being able to dock mm -hmm. yeah throughout the bay and so that was creating like a domino effect of like super inflated prices like a like maybe like a case of coconut milk would cost it used to cost like 30 dollars and now it costs 75 80 bucks wow. so oh it's gosh. like but you can't you can't double right. how much you're charging the customers right yeah so you have to kind of just you have to kind of just kind of not stress i guess <laughs> like if you can like you just have to accept it sometimes and just eat eat the cost up. Sometimes we're just not making as much. We're like, we're not making as much money for sure right now as we were. And back then, of course, it was all cash. Yeah. So, But it's like the ebbs and flows of the business, like good times and ebbs bad. Ebbs and flows. Yeah. 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 And right now we're kind of going through a bad time because the economy as a whole is not doing very great. Right. Wow. in the city. First, I've heard of that. No, oh, really? No, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. You can see. Yeah, so I just read an article, and um, in the last two years, uh, I think $15 billion uh, has been divested out of San Francisco. 
so um so it's just like you know techies all left and now you know we're stuck with a lot of homeless people who are hooked on fentanyl and uh it's just like a lot more poor people now and then the rich the rich are just a lot they're just richer right during covid and after covid and so like now we have such a small middle and working class um so we were having problems like after like in 2021 and 22 of finding workers Mm -hmm. um oh yeah you know people are not you know people didn't want to people wanted to work from home Mm. they didn't want to have a you know job that they had to go to every day Mm -hmm. um and it's just this is labor intensive too, you know? Yeah. 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 And so they weren't, it doesn't pay as well as, you know, job in in the tech because in the tech world. And so, yeah. um, But I think it's, it's kind of coming back around again a little bit because a lot of businesses are closing. So Mm. the, yeah, there's, there's people that are still looking for jobs now Mm. um, more so than than the last two years Mm -hmm. i'd say but uh yeah we're fully staffed now but but it's 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 still it's still tough for a lot of restaurant businesses um i i'm i'm good friends with the owner of turtle tower Mm -hmm. and you know she's you know she's she has hard times finding workers and Mm -hmm especially workers that she can trust because it's just their businesses the turnover in this business is is really is really high right now because people don't want to work in the restaurant business anymore hmm. so we're we're having issues with that um still hmm. um, yeah and we're probably going to continue to have this issue for a good amount of time until the economy can kind of turn itself around again mm-hmm. uh, yeah and also i feel like um people went wackadoo um during covid and so the service industry was just getting like bombarded by just not the greatest people and so i think that that was also another hit to people working in the service industry is like i don't want to do all these things that are already difficult and get screamed at all the time Mm -hmm. like there's always Mm going to be some level of that but like I don't know. It could just be what I'm seeing, but because uh, uh, you know the extremes are always what gets you know to boils to the surface for all of us to see. But yeah, still. what what do you see as a customer? It's like uh, the service is not as great and the food is not as great. But they're still yeah. they're charging higher prices, kind of right. I mean, is that kind of the sense of? Well, I I mean, on my end, it's because since I work in customer service, I'm always going to take the side no matter what of the service um, people. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that that would probably be the catalyst of the customer, which is uh, like, so I've changed my mind in terms of how I interact with service people where before it was like this expectation of they should be engaging and, you know, consider your anticipate your needs or whatever. And just for the longest time after like coming out of COVID, there's just this dead inside look of people. And I just couldn't I couldn't fault them because I'm like, you're yeah. probably not getting paid a ton. 
someone's probably yelling at you. Mm-hmm. Like it's so yeah. I do think that I think what you you said is true, which is like from a customer's perspective, all these things change and it's like, well, why? But yeah. it's 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 coming at it from both sides. Yeah. You, you know, you never know what the you know. I mean, like, there's always going to be people that are just not going to be appreciative of that, right? Um, yeah. Like, yeah, there's always... And then they go to Yelp. Don't go to freaking Yelp. (laughs) Don't go to Yelp ever. Look in the mirror. (laughs) If you're about to go to Yelp, walk over to the closest mirror and just say, I can do better than that. And then go and plant a tree. I don't know. Okay, so we should probably wrap up and if there's any lightning round questions. So usually that's where Joyce and I ask okay. uh, little questions that are, you know, nice little morsels. So Joyce, do you have any questions? Lightning round style? Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Which one do I want to do? Okay. I think the first one is um, any, oh, okay. We can do, we can do like a short version of this, but um, any r- advice for people who want to start their own restaurants? What's one, what's like the top single piece of advice that you would give? Uh, <laughs> um, make sure, make sure you have, make sure you have good people to help you out, um, along the way before you get started. Um, write a good business plan, do your homework, get like, get some tastings going before you even, you know, thinking about opening up a restaurant um with family members and good friends and so you can have you can create surveys and have them fill those out and tell them how good or bad your food is <laughs> um yeah just make sure you do your due diligence um hopefully maybe talk to a lot of restaurant owners around that you know you might know or maybe one of your friends might know um they always have good insight on how they started and and their journey along the way um yeah i think nice yeah and have a have a good have a have a bankroll and if you don't have money then go to purple and ask him to fund your for fund and invest in your restaurant <laughs> Okay, Jen, to you. Yeah, and don't be a con artist because purple will know. Um, so my question is, what would you say the like three personality traits of someone that would really excel in the position of an owner of a restaurant? Three personality traits. Well, I guess one of them is ambition. I guess hardworking. And, and, uh, I guess maybe, uh, maybe a good multitasker. Nice. I, I, just based off of how many times you'd mentioned it, I was thinking like if there could be a personality trait that was like due diligence, I feel like that would have been one because you've due mentioned diligence. due diligence. Yeah. Someone who's due diligence um, <laughs> New word. New word. <laughs> new word. Coined it. Merriam-Webster. You heard it here first. Okay. I have, a, I have another question. Um, what's your favorite part about running a business or running running a restaurant and your least favorite part? Um, favorite part about running a restaurant would have to be uh, um, 
being have having having time for yourself i think as as an owner like you know you're you're not bound to the you know the nine to five monday through friday you know so your your work is usually on the weekends and then weekdays you can kind of enjoy things um uh and uh and you know like for me, I like to go golfing. So <gasps> golfing on, on the weekdays no is, is amazing because there's nobody that, you know, there's usually people, not a lot of people out on the weekdays and it's not as expensive. And so like, I like doing things on the weekdays, snowboarding and skiing and stuff. I do that on the weekdays too as well. But, okay. I'm um, totally going to yeah, text having... you. Yeah. I'm going to text you after this and then we're going to f- go play golf sometime. But, um, but okay. And then least favorite oh, yeah, part. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Least favorite part, I guess, having to deal with, um, having to deal with, uh, um, issues like, um, internal issues in the restaurant. Like, uh, I guess like sometimes problems with, with, the chefs or problems with the the worker or problems with the the weights outside um mm. problems with produce not coming on time you got to go pick it up yourself mm. like uh just just kind of like everyday operations um but it's it's not that bad mm. um i i mean maybe i'm just so used to it after a while maybe i just get desensitized by those things <laughs> well, but i guess like you said it's acceptance yeah. right <laughs> yeah it's accepting yeah it's ex- <laughs> yes it's just all about accepting things when the way they are yeah yep. when, when when shit hits the fan <laughs> words of wisdom from purple <laughs> it's kind of like are you guys familiar with mario kart yes uh-huh yeah. So it's like when you when you hear the blue shell and you're in first place <laughs> and you know you're about that to the finish line. It's just like that's your fate. I, There's nothing you can do. Like you just have to accept it. Accept it. Yep. Yep. You just have to Okay, I have one last question and I think it will probably wrap up. If you had to be a restaurant owner of one other cuisine type, what would it be? Of one other cuisine type. Or like not so not Thai food if it not was like, Thai. and I'm gonna say you can't do the the uh, chicken and rice thing that you talked about either just because now I already oh, know okay. that. But yeah, if yeah, you if you had to do like once something else other than those two things, like what would it be if you had to? I like I I like I like Italian. i like italian because it's like it's 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 kind of almost like thai where it's like family style you know everybody gets everybody just shares everything so it's like it's just like one big family like kind of like potluck thing Mm -hmm. where it's just like oh you get to taste so many different things right you get to taste like like japino or you get to taste like angel hair pasta and like uh antipasto and you know bruschetta and just like oh my god i'm sorry okay wait i have one last question one very last question um if you it's kind of inspired by your question too jen um purple if you weren't doing restaurants what would you do instead? Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I have no clue. 
I love I love music, so maybe <laughs> something in the music industry. Ooh, yeah, pop star like Blackpink. Yeah, I used to play the piano. I mean, I I played the piano for like a couple years, so but piano's not really my love. I like I like the drums or ah. I like dancing. Dancing's really fun. I don't know. You could you could be Just, a a new member of Blackpink because then you could do the dancing and the singing and all of that. Blackpink. But they're all girls, and they're all they could pivot. They're all like, they need to switch talented. it up. They need to switch like, it up. No, they don't. <laughs> they do, they put a guy in there. It's not gonna make it any better. <laughs> I really appreciate your no nonsense approach to Blackpink slander. You're just like, no, I'm not even entertaining this as a they're bit. Perfect. This is <laughs> so serious. Yeah, I like look at look at like Lisa. Right, Lisa's like she's Thai, but she's. She can speak Korean. English oh, is not that. that great, you know. But Rose is Rose is American American born Korean, and she's she can speak really good English. So it's like they have kind of like the the whole like shebang. Jenny's like can can do everything too. And okay, I'll be honest, I don't know I anything about also. about Blackpink. <laughs> oh, Blackpink. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just one of those it's just one of those Korean bands where they all went to boot camp. You know, yep. you know how, how they, all yeah. the bands yeah. are. That's how, yeah, they just like start them up really, really young, and it's just I heard it's so stressful. Yep. So, yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, and plus, like you're kind of locked into you know when you when you sign a record in the record label, you're basically handcuffed for however many oh, years, yeah. right? So yep. Yeah, so I can't imagine how how much stress that like each korean group has to go through you know just to just to make it out mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's well on that camp. fun note of <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> uh but oh so, my god this was so i've been coachella looking next year Sorry. <laughs> coachella with your parents bring our parents <laughs> too uh, yeah. we can start with outside no. lands first <laughs> I like I like as much as possible whenever I can make a Gen Zer uncomfortable by my trying too hard to like fit into their culture. Uh-huh. Um, so I feel like that would be my Super Bowl is going to Coachella and just trying to do that as much as possible. So, <laughs> well, I'm gonna bring my talents to Coachella, baby. Um, well, they, this was <laughs> this was so fascinating because I think uh, opening up a restaurant has always f- seemed really interesting and cool but at the same time it like it i like i always knew that it was difficult and so this was really helpful to kind of get behind the scenes and understand how it all works yeah if you uh, jen if you ever think about opening up one just come to talk to me or you know like (laughs) and by the end of that conversation i'll be like i don't want to do it Yeah, don't get turned away. It's you know, it's if it, you know you if if you have if you have a good plan, you 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 know you have, you know. You're Wait, can I pitch you my idea? Yeah, I had an, I had an idea. Okay, so my idea was I always like I I would want like a tasty treat, but I want to fill up on something healthy. So I forgot mm-hmm. I had a really cutesy name for it, but it was just like a big bowl of something super healthy and then like a little sidecar of like a burger or like a taco or something that's like more classically indulgent. And then you have just kind of the you put down the base with a healthy bowl of something and then you got your little treat huh. sidecar. 
So, you so name you, it, we're naming it sidecar. Maybe, sidecar salads. I think sidecar salads. Uh, yeah, because imagine getting a nice healthy salad and then you like have like a little like fun size milkshake next to it, and you're like, mm, that was a little treat. And have I you like been? It. Have you been to Mendocino Farms? Or I love Mendocino yes. Farms. Mendocino Farms is a good, good kind of business model to kind of to play around with. What do you think? I don't know. I'm not going to do it. It was more. I already discouraged us. There it goes. Podcast. Yeah, I'm. I'm done. Oh well. I mean, anybody that's listening to this podcast, hopefully, if you want to open up a restaurant, you know, um, go to Thai House Express. it's, It's. If it works, yeah, it's a good business. If it works, you know, like you just have to. You just have to. You just have to put in the work, put in the time, and after you do that, and you're 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 dedicated to to your craft, and you wanna you know you wanna I guess like put I don't know if you're dedicated to your craft, anything will work out, right? That's honestly you wanna, very true. It's it's all about putting in the work. Like you just have to kind of just. That's probably how Blackpink thinks about it. They're dedicated to the work. They're committed because they're yeah. contractually they, like, obligated it, to. It's just yeah. committing to the work and the acceptance. That's the those are the life acceptance. lessons for this episode. So, thanks yeah. so much, Purple, for all of your time. This has been such a pleasure, and Anytime. we've learned so much. So, thank you. Thank you, thank you for having me. It was great. It was fun talking to you both. Yeah, and I'll text you later about golf. Okay, (laughs) sounds good. All right, Joyce and I will be right back. And we're back. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Um, We just got done talking to poor Paul and uh, his experience in running a restaurant in San Francisco. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And being in the industry for many, many years, it's like really interesting yeah. to kind of see and hear about like the trends that like you see as a result of that. Um, I know you said you wouldn't do this. I don't. And can you I say more about any- why? I I don't think I want to do anything that takes any effort <laughs> anymore. Like literally, that's I I think I might just be damaged because all of these like. Being an entrepreneur, it just takes chutzpah and uh, and your time. And I like I would want restaurant has been something restaurant and bar has been something that I thought would be really cool. But just knowing that you have to always be available, I just uh, I just don't think I care about anything enough in life to try hard at it. Like. That's 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 the underlying message of our podcast is that, is that you're you're exploring all the options until we find that one option that is like you don't have to work. <laughs> that's what you're looking for. It's like a nap, a nap like research uh, test subject. Like does that exist? That or the crane machine guy. But then the crane machine guy is going to be like, oh, I had to do all this stuff to get here. And we're like, pass. Like, I just think I'm a broken, tired person. And so I just like talking to people. But I don't know. Yeah. The the, po- that's, the podcast is the, the best part of it all. The talking to all our friends. Yeah. Um, Wait. Oh, my God. Is that going to be like our 
like our usual suspects twist at the end where we realize what we want to be as podcast hosts at the end of this. <laughs> and then we're like, whoa, ah! hold on. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we start interviewing each other live we're about, and we're, we're like, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> um, I mean, oh that might gosh. be how it goes because I, this is, it's, yeah, well, whatever. What do you think about running a restaurant? Would you do that? I, you know, what's weird is that like, I feel like I have almost like the opposite reaction where it's like, oh my God, that sounds so fun. But also I'm so not a foodie. Like I don't. Really? Like, yeah. Like, like my, my style of cooking is like the least amount of ingredients and effort possible, which is Mm. like. Not the angle that most restaurants go down. So I'm like, yeah. like the, I like I have no like desire to be a super good cook, and so yeah. I think in that sense, that part of the equation doesn't really match up for me. But I think like everything else sounded really exciting for some reason. I don't. I know he like I know Parval was saying like. No, it's really hard. It's like really hard. I'm like telling my friends it's really hard and don't do it, right? But like I'm like, wait, but it sounds kind of fun. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I mean, I'm just good in that some... sense. <laughs> no, I mean, again, you're uh I'm a little rain cloud and you're a little sunshine. <laughs> like we're we're the we take opposite takes. But I I think there's gotta be I mean, was when we talked to Jay about running a bar is that more interesting to you because no because remember we talked about that and it was like like the working hours is when I'm sleeping and so like lifestyle wise it doesn't line up to me I think like the like the closest like if I were to open something especially because like I've been getting a coffee shop morning it'd be like early morning like restaurant or something like a coffee shop you like coffee that would be yeah exactly That would be amazing. I should talk to Porpo about it. I'd be like, would you invest yeah. in my coffee shop? Because I need money for the coffee shop. What would what was it? $300,000, $500,000? Damn. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit of sturdying cash. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the other thing, advice. too. I'm like, yeah. I okay, wait. Money. If you were to make a coffee shop, what would be its vibe? Like, what would the what would be your uh identity the, with that the identity shop. yeah that's right for what was saying the identity i think it would be i think there would be lots of plants oh, yeah <laughs> cozy would you I let people work to... from your coffee spot hell yeah like hell yeah i would yeah. want there to be like lots of space lots of parking um i think that i would want a lot of like natural light um and uh, I don't know. What else? I'm like curious. How do you identify like what the – oh, I didn't – yeah, we didn't ask him this. But I'm like how do you figure out your like identity? I guess he said like doing tastings and stuff. So It's probably what's important to you. Like when you go to a coffee shop, what's important to you? I like – oh, I'm obsessed with coffee shops too. I think you should make a coffee shop. I should make a coffee shop. Oh, I should I should pitch should. purple on this. Oh my like, god. Hey, what would so. what would you name it? I don't know, but he seemed pretty good about naming. He said sidecar salads. I thought that was really cute for for your idea. What? 
What about if you named your coffee shop Yelp? <laughs> Would they be able to do anything? If you Probably. Did that? Wait. Okay, wait. No joke, Joyce. This is a job I would do. I actually considered doing this. I wanted to try to get a job inside Yelp and learn all of its secrets and take it down from the inside. Like I would actually do that. You should you should do that and then like like um like film like a documentary about it or something. Yeah. I should honestly do that. And like that's something that I would expend my energies on like it would get me up in the morning it's like i'm gonna go take down these fuckers at yelp like do you know anyone that works so a lot of people at the job that we both worked at came from yelp a lot of people that ended up in our sales department and i was like i didn't realize that that yeah no i um yelp Hmm. once combined locations of two like two stores and then didn't uh, two of our locations and didn't respond for weeks when I was I said like hey uh where where did this one location go they didn't respond for weeks and then they responded saying oh yeah it was just an automated thing that happened and it combined them sorry and but the thing about Yelp is like, well, what recourse do you really have? Like, you can't say, give me a refund because you're not paying for it unless they're like, you know, fleecing you for it. Mm-hmm. I hate Yelp. That would. Okay. <laughs> I think you start your coffee shop. Yeah. And then you'll start the documentary. And, and I'll and I'll start my infiltration. And mm-hmm. maybe I'll relocate up to San Francisco so I can start my days at your coffee shop and um and and take a breath of you know, calming air in your very chill, natural lit, full of plants coffee shop. Yes. It'll call yes. Joyce's joint. Joyce's but then people joint. will think it's pot. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Well I'll I'll Joyce's I'll Java. To... Joyce's Java. I don't want it. No, that's two nineties coffee shop. Yeah. Um yeah. I'd have to I guess you're just gonna have to call it Yelp. No. Hell no. Hell no. I'm <laughs> Unless Purple is like is like I will give you all the money if you call it Yelp. No thanks. <laughs> I mean that's the type part. of money you want to have is that's to true. be able to put money down for a bit, a bit something that's funny. A bit. <laughs> call it Coachella. These are all bad ideas. No. Uh, this is getting loosey goosey later at night. Just yep, like exactly, exactly pitching. But now we now we have some brilliant ideas and we have potential investors. Mm-hmm. So we're on mm-hmm. we're on the right track, Jen. We're on the right track. One day we'll know, and I still think it's going to be <laughs> podcasters. <laughs> That's what we Oh my god! I think I need to both eat and go to sleep. Yeah, we need some. We need some pad thai and we need some sleep. That's what we need. Larb, curry. Okay, let's just do an outro. Uh, Hey, it's been a blast. This has been. So, what do you do? I've been your host, Jen, and I've been your host, Joyce, and. We'll be with you next time. And hey, if you ever um, have a suggestion of a career we should feature, shoot us an email. Go to our socials. You know the deal. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.